You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance, with your host, Alex Navarro. Welcome, everybody, to an updated. And uh, I'm very excited to have another episode of Her Body brought to you by Body IOFM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and I have Tony in studio today joining me. If you all remember Tony. Hello, hi. everybody. Welcome. I think this is uh, the first time we've ever recorded an episode together. No, I think we did one. I think this oh, is the a second long time. time. Yeah, ago. long way back when, way back when. So this is the, it's like this, this is the first time for 2018, though. That's true. Mm hmm. It's and it's been my first one since pre-baby. Wow! Uh, so it's been about six months, almost exactly, from the last time. Yeah, there's a lot. It's been a lot the past six months. In- Information-packed <laughs> six months, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna go over all of it today because, <laughs> well, we'd be here all day. But there's definitely you can be expecting some end of pregnancy updates and then all of the super interesting postpartum journey insights that mm-hmm. I've uh, been th- going through the past few months. I'm sure there's a lot of people looking forward to hearing it. I'm sure I get questions all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely save a few episodes specifically for that, but we'll also try to intermix other topics so that I don't inundate those of you who might not care about that side of things, <laughs> which I totally understand, um, we'll try to intermix some other topics, some other guests who we have some some fun ones in the books for the coming months. So I hope everyone is excited and stays in tune with all of that. Um, I hope all of you have been having a good beginning to 2018. Oh, it's been a wild ride for me for sure (laughs) yeah i mean well why don't we start with you since you know i'm a little bit more active on social media people kind of you know they obviously know that i had a baby they see me with the baby i've gone back into training things like that but Mm -hmm. but you're a little less uh visible so why don't you tell us what you've been up to yeah the last um probably two years for me has been such a large departure from the last you know 20 five years of my life it's it's uh i left new york i left the olympic training site up there to kind of move on to my next chapter and can you just remind us uh, for those listeners who maybe didn't hear you last time like what you were doing at the training yeah I, i moved out there when i was 16 um by myself really um to new york to train at the olympic training site it's called the jason morse judo center um and this is for judo um, spent a lot of time training, learning, um, just in the grind really for nine years, um, started focusing more on coaching, fitness and nutrition, uh, with myself, clients, various teammates there and, um, tried to make a couple Olympic cycles, uh, didn't really have the funding. So from there, I just decided to do something new. Ended up moving to Long Island, getting involved with some work stuff down there, and then last year moving back to California, and it has just been 
what what a ride mm-hmm. ever, ever since then yeah <laughs> um i guess one of the biggest things for me is one of the biggest things i learned anyway was how much i depended on that that habit that sets those sets of habits and mm-hmm. those routines and um i always thought that they kind of needed me i didn't realize how much i needed all of that structure, how much I needed all of that kind of uh, those expectations I set on myself. Mm-hmm. So when you take those away, you, you have to replace them with something. Oh, yeah, I totally get or, that. <laughs> or the ramifications could be dire. So um, Sort of floundering about. <laughs> total floundering. <laughs> Spent a lot of time floundering. Um, but, yeah, just on to uh, the last year, really, I've I've dug in on kind of consciousness studies and um a lot of kind of mindfulness training a lot of meditation all that kind of stuff and i can't believe i was really trying to help people before without knowing all of this stuff it's interesting yeah it's humbling Mm -hmm. yeah it's humbling um you're bringing a whole new insight now sure which is going to be super valuable yeah and you know i'm looking forward to like sharing my journey through all of this too because such a large part of of coaching and of teaching is still learning and just really Mm -hmm. digging deep in that process and making sure you're doing your work you know so you can kind of be a beacon for other people to do theirs too so yep well you're leading by example right and something about watching someone that you look up to whether it's like a mentor a coach Mm -hmm. watching them continue to go through the process and do the work because it's never ending it's uh well, it's inspiring, mm-hmm. and it helps you see that when you're on your own journey that, yes, there might be, like, an end goal or, you know, a finish line. Mm-hmm. That's still just one of many. Why exactly? <laughs> one of many. <laughs> There's going to be another one after that. Uh-huh. And you just keep – it's just gathering information yeah, and experiences and knowledge and, and trying things on because sometimes mm-hmm. you might have a goal – and you work really hard and you get to it and you realize like, eh, I don't really like it served me at this point, right. but I don't need to do that again. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I learned all that I could from that yeah. and I'm ready for the next thing. It's the process of letting go and then reaching out for something new and then letting whatever you have to let go of from that thing go and yep. then moving on to the next one. And And sometimes you can't reach out for something new until you've let go. Sure. Of whatever you were holding on to before because mm-hmm. you only got so many hands. It's true. Mm-hmm. Two for most people. <laughs> two. Oh, man. Do you know how many tricks I could do if I had a third arm? Lots. Oh. Lots of tricks. Well, it would make handstanding way easier. It like, would, I'd be like a tripod then. It would make floor routines way easier. Yep. There's so many new tricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Judo, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So are you still practicing at this point? Um, I, I have... I've spent a lot of time kind of coaching and dropping in places, but I haven't spent too much time like f- with myself, with my own judo training, um, branching out into some mixed martial arts stuff. And uh, I saw know, a little video of you. Yeah. Kicking. And... Yeah. Hope to get some <laughs> more out. Um, yeah. It's just w- widening the uh, the breadth of, of knowledge, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fun. It is. But kind of staying within your... Yes, yeah, staying somewhere in the wheelhouse, but just getting getting yeah. some more info. And 
I don't really know what I'm going to do with that yet. If I want to compete or if I want to just kind of go into more of a coaching fitness kind of um, modality with that. But it's it's fun. There's definitely something there that yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> well, it's obviously, I mean, you've, you've done it forever. Yeah. And it's something that you, I would assume that you still love to do. Yeah. And it's a big part of you. And while it doesn't have to be your life. It can be something more that you're doing for fun, yeah, which is like part of it. how I think of gymnastics. And mm-hmm. I don't need to be like the best gymnast. And while I would I, one one time in my life many, many years ago, mm-hmm. I had Olympic dreams. Yeah. I was like 12. Sure. Um, obviously, that's not something I'm going to do mm-hmm. now <laughs> or in this <laughs> lifetime. But I can still have fun with it. Yeah. And I'm still learning things mm-hmm. from practicing it and obviously implementing diet strategies sure. around it too which honestly i think just the playing with things is more fun at yeah. this point and and keeping it fun and yeah. making sure you're keeping it fun is such a large part of you know the the puzzle really the moment you start to have to do something or it, it becomes drudgery i mean there's times for that but when that takes over it's uh you should really look to make a change it's, it's not can't do that forever yep Definitely not. Well, yeah, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And you you generally lose sight of well, all these other things that are going to contribute to your success mm-hmm. in that. So yeah. if you're grinding towards something, you know, whether it's a physical activity, whether it's a diet, uh, a, a business, something at work, like it's not mm-hmm. – if, if there's not some sort of pleasure yeah. <laughs> out of it, uh, maybe not every day, but m- the majority of the time, mm-hmm. it's – it's not it's not going to last. No. And you're going to end up fighting it in yourself, mm-hmm. which you know, is actually one of the questions that we get probably the most often. It's like, well, how do you stay on track with things? Yeah, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated? And sometimes it's a matter of mixing it up or taking a step back mm-hmm. or just s- turning the dial down. Yep. Yeah. Mhm. Like, Which is usually what I recommend for clients. I mean, now that the holidays are over, we can, you know, we can maybe talk about this for in prep for next holiday season. But mm-hmm. I always recommend people going into the holidays, like don't try to, don't set goals for yourself beyond taking it easy yeah. and enjoying yourself. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean, you know, sitting in bed with like a box of cookies every night, but you can <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the holidays yes. and um but you're not maybe you're not trying to lose body fat at that point sure. or you're like trying to get to the gym every single day when that's you know there's events mm-hmm. and maintenance is such a good time for the holidays just trying I mean, you can learn a lot from maintenance oh it's one of the best teachers mhm mm-hmm. i actually had well not this past year i would say uh, or, or last 2017 because I was pregnant and that sure. brought all sorts of <laughs> different reality checks. Um, <laughs> but prior to that, some of the best opportunities to learn were when I was in maintenance oh, yeah. and just coasting and relaxing about the fact mm-hmm. that I was coasting. <laughs> yeah, you become more aware. You have more time, right? So your mm-hmm. brain has to, you, you got to fill something with that time. And usually it's thought and self chatter and all those kinds of things mm-hmm. you start realizing why you're doing what you're doing and what you're you're really doing kind of beneath what you think you're doing and that's well and it's there's something to be said about like not trying as hard sure and 
I actually found it far easier to maintain or I mean I even saw progress that I didn't anticipate Mm -hmm. during those lulls and I was like oh I'm like super relaxed and like not trying to go to the gym all the time and I kind of ate a little more than I normally would and like Mm -hmm. I feel really good yeah yeah yeah. I kind of look good too (laughs) it's uh it's weird what just kind of stepping off the gas pedal can do and just letting yourself idle and coast along. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no uh, – it's hard to fall back when you're just feeling good and, and moving forward. Mm-hmm. It, it's usually when you're trying to do too many things at once, you're stressed out. That's when all those other – those cravings come along, those like – ideas to do kind of weird things because you want to break up your routine and like there's too much monotony around your routine and just relax mm-hmm. let 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 yourself live your life and enjoy what you're doing because then stress is is going to be lower or mm-hmm. non-existent sure which is gonna help tremendously mm-hmm. for goals and just overall health and well-being yeah it's essential mm-hmm which I have a, a like a history of of sort of being a stressor, mm-hmm. stressor outer. <laughs> that's a word. Um, mostly because I put I used to put very high expectations on myself, and sure. maybe it's from you know all the years of training and mm-hmm. having activity goals or physical goals and things like that with with competing and all of that, and letting go and relaxing stressed me out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because you're still looking at it as a goal. Right. It's like, I have to relax. This is my new <laughs> new goal, to relax. Well, and then feeling like, well, sh- well I, I feel really good. I could do more. I should do more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't. And, and battling that. And I I think the the big reality check for me of like, okay, I actually have to do this and like actually relax mm-hmm. about it, not just say that I'm going to relax, right. is when I got pregnant. Because oh. I was like, well, now I'm not just stressing myself out. <laughs> I'm stressing yeah. out this little person sure. uh, that and I don't want them to be stressed out inside mm-hmm. and come out stressed out so I really need to like set the tone for yeah how I want to be how I want the baby to be and it was constant practice and there were still plenty of stress I'm, out I'm sure <laughs> um, especially in the fact that he came earlier mm. than we all planned for mm. and I like to be prepared yeah like overly <laughs> prepared for things a story for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, it really, it carried over like wonderfully mm-hmm. when he actually came. Yeah. Because, yes, there were still plenty of stressful times at the beginning because like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. Sure. <laughs> I'm still kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but it was easier to calm myself down to like, you know, kind of do the little pep talks. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're good. You don't know what you're doing, and that's okay. Like, we're figuring it out. Don't be so hard on yourself. Right. And at the same time, like, you have this wealth of knowledge just from the fact that you're a human being, that you actually do know what you're doing. Right. You know, and there's this uh, pregnancy, like, what an impetus of, of change and kind of this catalyzing thing where you're you're able to take your theoretical knowledge of, like, I need to relax right now into, like, oh, oh, no, I now I need to relax. Right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 amazing like what what is kind of within everybody. It's 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 a 
it's easy to go down a, a cheesy road here, yeah. but it's so true. <laughs> like you have so much knowledge in yourself just inherently and such a large battle for most people is mm-hmm. trusting yourself to just make the right decisions because only you really know what's good for you. Right. Like, and I think once you've practiced it a few times, mm-hmm. you realize, A, how much easier it was than you thought it was going to be. For sure. And then how good it feels. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And I feel really good. Like, let's let's do that again. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that every time is going to be easy, but mm-hmm. at least you have that information. And uh, I, I still battled a little bit at times during the pregnancy of, okay, I'm I'm going to relax because – well, I was listening to my body more too, mm. because I was have to. Oh, right? You have to. When I was, and I was also trying to be very in tune with yes. everything that was going on and use that as information to mm-hmm. share one day. And there were plenty of times where, like, I mentally was like, "Okay, these are the things that are realistic. These are things I want to do." And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, my body's like, "Nope, just kidding. You're not yep. going to do any of that. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a nap yep. <laughs> for two hours, maybe three. Maybe we'll take two naps today. Mm-hmm. And just to to go with that. Yeah. And surrender, which mm-hmm. surrender is a good word. I have a hard time with that. Yeah. But I think most I've people em- do. I've embraced it greatly and it's it's become my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big it's be- time. It's become mine too. <laughs> for you sure. have to. You you do. Or you, you you set yourself up for so much suffering, not even pain, right? Just so much suffering on nonsensical nothings that occur in your life. It's, it's a, such a waste of energy. It really is. Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't bring you anything. It's just more suffering. It's <laughs> exactly. the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> well, and then for some, you know, we we compensate by eating food. Mm-hmm. Or working out too much. That was mine. Mm-hmm. Food's never really been a. I never had that relationship with food, mm-hmm. uh, but I had it with exercise. Yeah, huge. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do. That that seems to be at least uh, with my clients. That's more of a problem than the other thing. Mm-hmm. Eating too little and doing too much and wondering why I can't advance why I can't make any progress and it's like you you're not you're really not fueling what you want to do right so then you just keep redlining it and mm-hmm. you don't feel good and look that that's why sometimes you have to go into a little period of of surplus in order to restabilize things and then get back down to where you want to be mm-hmm. it's not just a straight shot yeah actually was I would say that's just on the food side of things is probably one of the biggest things I experimented with once I had the baby mm-hmm. because, well, again, my body's completely different. I don't know how to fuel it in this scenario. Yeah. And I'm not just doing my own activities. I'm feeding somebody else. Yeah, little, little dude. And how does that translate into how much more and when more and mm-hmm. when carbs and when not carbs and that was really interesting yeah. and, and just allowing a, a huge period at the beginning of just experimenting to see what happened and mm-hmm. um, I was surprised more often than not at how much more food I still needed sure and look how you recovered right yes like amazing T- really fast just turned it right I really around. didn't expect that guys I'm just 
you know, I, mm-hmm. I knew it would be kind of fast, but sure. like that I didn't realize it was going to be mm-hmm. that fast. Granted, he did come a month early, so I didn't, I skipped out on like the really right. big stage. Right. You know, I mm-hmm. don't know how that would have changed things. Sure. Um, but man, it's a good thing he didn't wait that long because he would have been ginormous. Yeah. How, how big? He was 6'4". Six, 6'4". Six, That's like four. a normal size baby. Yeah. A month early. Yeah. So, whew. Yeah. You would have been... had a little bowling ball at that point. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like it was good and bad, you know. Yeah. Totally unprepared. Sure. Um, actually, let me just share that story really fast because I, I just had a good visual in my head of like what how it went down. Mm-hmm. I was in my last week of work seeing clients. I was mm-hmm. trying to... You know, do way too much stuff at the end, like sure. saying yes to to too many things, which mm-hmm. I also have a problem with. Um, I was in a posing session with a client. I had my high heels on. Mm-hmm. I had just finished recording her routine for her. You know, posing around on an eight month pregnant mm-hmm. belly. <laughs> I think I might have the video. I'll have to ask her for that actually. Um, and then my water breaks. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. It would happen at the gym. Sure. Some activity, yes. Yeah, shaking yeah. things around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so crap. Shit. Mm-hmm. Is that what just happened? Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's what happened. So I was like, can you hold on a second as I like yeah. run to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out how to get to my car because my pants were all wet. Oh, no. Of course, I'm wearing like a light pair of pants. Yes. So looks like I mm-hmm. peed everywhere. <laughs> What a start. Yeah. Uh, slight moments of panic. Yeah. Um, High heels, gym, and water breaking. Great combination. It's a trifecta. It was like a movie scene. It is a movie th- movie scene. Yeah. Uh, so, it you know, so I had moments of panic and then like, okay, we got to stay calm because mm-hmm. last thing you want to do is panic right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and stress yourself out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got some calls to make. And if, if any of you had listened to some of the... The earlier versions, or not versions, but episodes of her body when I talked about my my delivery, my birth plan, mm. um, it did not go as planned because I planned to have the baby at a birth center. Mm. I was trying to avoid the hospital, right. and I wanted you know more of a homey environment, mm-hmm. and I did have my doula. Thank God for her. Mm. I highly recommend that to anybody who going to deliver a baby <laughs> have a doula yes they're amazing um worth every penny i probably would have paid her way more <laughs> knowing what she did for us sure um so i i called the birth center and i was like oh we're having the baby mm-hmm. and they're like oh no no we can't do that he's too early mm. i was actually five days away away from the cutoff oh wow. so if he was he came five days later they would have taken me but because i was in that risk window mm-hmm. They wouldn't. Sure. And they said, it's just, it's too high risk. We don't know why your water broke. Mm-hmm. Something could be wrong. And yeah. we're not equipped to, to handle that. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a moment of, of freak out, you know, cried a little bit. Sure. And then I was like, okay, whew, new plan. Go with the flow. We're just going <laughs> to <gonna> stay calm. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to embrace uh, whatever, however this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Called Kaiser, which is our hospital Mm -hmm. and of course they're like you have to come right now yeah like something's wrong right which is what the birth center told me that they would do Mm -hmm. they're like but you don't have to go if you feel okay so i didn't want to go i also didn't have a a birth plan 
created because that was on the calendar for the next week. Right. Was to make the birth plan because sure. we were like, oh, we have so much time. Yeah, order of operations. Order right. of operations. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have like the team meeting. So uh, stayed calm. I made myself a snack. I had actually, luckily, had that conversation with my doula mm-hmm. about a, a pre labor snack. I wanted to. I was like, I gotta fuel myself up. I don't know how yeah. long this is gonna be. Like, we need to eat. It's a high intensity training session. It, <laughs> I really thought of it that way. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And something easy, so I made a protein shake. Mm-hmm. I put like two scoops of whey. Um, I put some milk in there mm-hmm. and a banana and some almond butter. I had a scoop of coconut oil too. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I just gotta yeah, a little bit of everything. But but easy digest, you know, stuff that's easy to digest because yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. how this Simple was gonna, sugars, gonna easy go fats, down. Simple sugars, fats, some whey. Felt great. Took a shower. I packed my bag because obviously mm-hmm. that wasn't ready. Um, Realized that we didn't have a car seat to bring the baby home in. So you were, like, you were basically getting ready to go to the gym. I was. <laughs> you're right. I did. I brought a change of clothes. I had a towel. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, contractions didn't start for about two hours after my water broke. Mm-hmm. And luckily they were like, you know, mild sure. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Your stomach's like, I've seen worse than this. This is fine. Yeah. I've had worse ab training. Totally. <laughs> well, what's interesting, too, is when I talk to, you know, both the birth center and my doula and, and the, the doctors at Kaiser, you know, they call, mm-hmm. kept asking me what the, the contraction intensity were like. And I had an app, and I was tracking them. And mm. I have mentioned this before on the show, but I don't get period cramps. I never have. Gotcha. So I'm like, I don't know what it's supposed to feel like. Right. Like, is that a, was that a cramp? Mm-hmm. Was that a contraction? Like something's happening, but I don't really know how to describe right. the sensation. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't take very long to that, that's good. be able to describe <laughs> that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, uh, the birth center actually called me back mm. about an hour later, and they're like, you know what? We don't want to just leave you hanging. Sure. So why don't you come here first? You were already at the hospital? No, I was still at home. Still at home. And they told me to, to wait there, to ha- I, I, that I could hang out right. at home and just stay relaxed, get myself mm-hmm. together, because I needed a hospital bag. I needed, right. you know. um, so they said, why don't you come here first, which was two blocks away from the Kaiser. Just, oh, beautiful. So mm-hmm. literally like pit stop. Yeah. <laughs> come here first. We'll put together your birth plan together. Mm-hmm. We'll monitor you, and then we'll decide together when you should go to Kaiser. Mm. And I was like, oh, thank you. That sounds great. Yeah. Because I don't want to really go there right now, but I like don't know how long I should wait at home. So mm-hmm. we go there, which is only like 10 minutes from the house. So it's it's a bumpy ride. Of course, my husband goes down like a construction street <laughs> and there's like potholes and like uh-huh. <laughs> the worst way to go ever. Of course. I don't swear, but I was swearing. <laughs> and uh, we get there. I'm still able I'm, at this point like I can walk the contractions aren't that bad mm-hmm. but I have to like take little breaks sure every once in a while put together the birth plan which was super helpful like I'm glad we discussed the potential decisions that I would have had to make mm-hmm. there and and she gave me all the information I needed on like making the decisions but being open to changes right because like we still don't know why this happened mm-hmm um, I would prefer this, but, you know, God forbid something's wrong. I'm open to, you know, whatever Other the solutions might be. Yeah. 
for the safety of the baby, which was always bottom line. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes and faxes all the information to Kaiser. She's like, I'm going to just go send this in, let them know that you're coming. Mm-hmm. She's gone for like 10 minutes. And she comes back. She's like, oh, you should go right now. <laughs> How long have you been like that? It's time. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> so we go to Kaiser. I'm there for two hours. And then he shows up. Wow. So it was, uh, it's, you know, the most painful thing. Mm-hmm. But still manageable. And I think having worked with the doula and... If all of you saw, I talked about the belly pumps before. Mm-hmm. I had Sarah Bradford on the show. And we talked about the the uh, the core breathing techniques that I used throughout my pregnancy, and I mm-hmm. I fully brought those into the delivery and the I labor, bet. and it really helped. Mm. It helped uh, just visualize what was happening. It helped sync my breathing up. Obviously, the doula was there to help with that too. Yeah, um, but. I really think that that made a difference. I'm sure. And, and it's like a little coach there too. Yep. Like, and to know like what to feel and where to feel it. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like any time you've trained and you're trying to be in sync with your body and right. connect with it in a different way, obviously. Mm-hmm. Never connected with my body in that way before. Right. And, uh, you know, he came and, and I, I talked to him actually mm-hmm. the whole time too. And I was like... In my head. Yeah. You know, like, we're staying calm. You mm-hmm. wanted to come early, so let's just mm-hmm. make this happen because, I mean, you wanted to come, so let's just do it already. <laughs> yeah. No no other <laughs> choices right now, right? Exactly. <laughs> and come healthy and happy and yeah. we're ready to we're ready to meet you. And mm-hmm. we didn't know we were having a boy or a girl, so. Oh, you kept it a surprise. We kept it a surprise. So that mm-hmm. was like, okay, we want to know. Just come. Yep. We're ready. Everyone's here. Everything's set. Well, nothing was set, but mm. <laughs> we're here now. We'll take you for what you are. And uh, it, it, it worked out great. Yeah. He was totally healthy and normal size, mm. so there were no risks. And I was able to do it all natural. Mm. And from water breaking to his arrival, it was 11 hours. Oh, wow. And I pushed for 22 minutes. Nice. Which apparently is fast. Yeah. So I, I remember at one point, probably around the like eight, nine hour mark, like we were, when we got to Kaiser mm-hmm. and my husband's like really starting to see the intensity of it now. Sure. You know? Like now, now you're having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so when we get to Kaiser at one point, the nurse or the, the doctor comes in and I wouldn't let them check my dilation because mm-hmm. uh, when your water breaks, it's a little bit more of a risk. Sure. And, uh, so they were just going by the fetal monitor mm-hmm. and the intensity of the contractions mm. and, and the, the space between them, mm-hmm. the time between them. And uh, I remember the doctor coming in and saying, okay, so, you know, it's your first one. Your water broke at this time. You know, it's probably going to be a few hours. I'll come back around. It was like 9 o'clock at that point. She's like, I'll come back at like 1 mm-hmm. and check in with you. And I looked at my husband and I was like, one? <laughs> how long does she think we're going to be here for? Yeah. And he looked at me and he's like, how long is this going to, like, what does that mean? Right. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's, and I said this to him. I was like, we're not waiting till one. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting this thing over <laughs> Absolutely <with>. not. <laughs> and another hour goes by and the contractions are getting more intense. And mm-hmm. at that point, I'm not. They're intense enough and close enough together where I can't. I'm not talking yeah. a lot at that point, right. and I'm I'm just You're trying focused. to to breathe in between you know the the very short rest periods, mm-hmm. 
And I remember him side talking with my doula, like, you know, like how how long do you think yeah. we could be here? And a friend of ours the year prior had had a, a baby. And at the 36-hour mark, they ended up doing emergency C-section. Oh, wow. So, you know, he's kind of got it in his head like, whoa, we yeah. could be here for a really long time. It's a large range of yeah. possibilities, yeah. So that's when I really started talking to the baby, and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't where I wanted to be anyways. Let's just make this happen. Mm-hmm. And Let's work luckily, together. <laughs> yeah. I'm calm. Mm-hmm. You're calm. We're fine. Mm-hmm. I was moving around a lot. I will say, like, I tried different positions. Mm-hmm. I was on the ball. I was walking around. I was mm-hmm. sitting, um, rolling over, and apparently the more you move – the baby actually comes out in a spiral like uh, corkscrews out makes sense so the more that you move it helps yeah. the baby kind of do its thing mm-hmm. you're working together and then two hours later he came so wow whew. nature yeah just doing its thing it's amazing yeah it sure is mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i would say by well just going back to what you said before like you're about to go into like the most intense training session ever, mm-hmm. which I talked about in other episodes. Like yeah. that's how I'm thinking about preparing for labor is like, right. I'm going to run a marathon that I've never run before and I don't like running. Mm-hmm. So let's <laughs> <laughs> do all of the prep stuff that I need to do. And I mean, I, I walked from the delivery room to the recovery room, mm-hmm. which apparently also is like not something. Yeah. That's awesome. You really do. Um, but I felt good okay yeah i mean not good but sure. you know i i could walk yeah they gave me a wheelchair and i was like i'm okay mm-hmm. and i was walking the next day um at that point i was just t- exhausted mm. also they don't really let you sleep in the hospital yeah. they're waking you up like every hour to check things check and there's sounds and mm-hmm. annoyingness all around you sure. for a good reason but yep. um I did by the 24, 36-hour mark after mm. having him, I did the belly pumps for mm. the first time. And I was actually pumping in my room, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I'm going to be sitting be here. here for the next however long, yeah. let's see how this goes. Let's just give it a try. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard the first few times. Mm. Um, the connection was just... Because they were just exhausted. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, my body was exhausted. Sure. My I was, my back was sore. I'm sure, yeah. Like, I was like, wow, I really worked out. Mm -hmm. And I was starving. Yeah. I was like, give me everything, whatever there's around me, just Mm -hmm. give it to me. Like, I need food. Just calories. Calories. Get it in. Yep. Um, Yeah, I ate like a horse, like the whole first week. Mm -hmm. Put it down. It was great. Recomp. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> little body pregnancy recom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Carbs all the time. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, luckily it was it was far smoother than I could have imagined. Mm. So. Can't ask for much more than that. Nope. Definitely not. Thankful. And everyone was healthy and happy and mm. exhausted. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to go, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In an ideal Happiness world. And mm-hmm. exhaustion. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you won't walk into a whole new set of whole new chapter. Yep. Yeah, you're like, now what do I do? Yeah. 
<laughs> thought the hard part was over. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't get any time off. Yeah. You know, like my whole month off that I planned for. Mm-hmm. That's um, right out the window. Yeah. But totally happy with the outcome. Totally awesome. worth it. Luckily, mm-hmm. I had some friends who uh, let us borrow their car seat because we hadn't purchased ours yet. Right. And another friend went to our house and washed all of the baby clothes that were still oh, in their nice. packages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had at least some things ready. Yeah. When we were when it was time to come home. Having that support network so, so crucial. Yes. Huge. Mm-hmm. You, it's it's nice to see kind of who shows up. Oh. And yeah. who doesn't actually interestingly enough. Yeah. I mean that's mm-hmm. probably one of the bigger lessons than than who does, right? Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, yeah, you're just, uh, I kind of just took the, the next couple weeks to, you know, sit with it and integrate. Yeah. It's a lot. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. How was, did you experience any interesting, um, kind of, uh, shifts in perspective and, and kind of the way you thought, you know, immediately after? Thought about yeah, just anything? Just in general. Did it kind of change your 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 perspective as you were? Uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't want to say like rehabbing, but kind of, <laughs> kind of rehabilitating from from after, you are kind right? Of, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, like I said before, I I am like to be an overly prepared person, mm-hmm. so I really like to like have things in place and yeah. somewhat of a plan that's flexible, right. you know. But I think not having that last month to prepare. Mm. Um, and, and coming home to an unprepared house mm. <laughs> with a new person yeah, um, that you have, like, no idea what to do with. I mean, you kind of do, but you don't really. Sure. And uh, the yep. the art of letting go really mm-hmm. was put into play. Yeah. And just taking it moment by moment. And it kind it does help that you're, you still have this crazy adrenaline rush for mm-hmm. the first time week sure so even though i wasn't sleeping like at all you're still like Up. amped mm-hmm. and crying a lot i'm sure i mean the hormones are like yeah. insane yeah um i don't you know like i said before i don't really get a lot of pms symptoms mm-hmm. before my period but this was like <laughs> pms on crack it was time yeah <laughs> it's like it was like all the years that you didn't do this here in one week yeah <laughs> it's gonna come out um and I think just being surrendering to that mm-hmm. and like crying when I needed to cry and letting every emotion come up when it came up and right. just I mean, I just remember staring at him pretty much every second that I was awake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. I just <laughs> kept looking at him, being yeah. like, Wow. A little creation. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. I did this. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's here forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made and a, being very excited, actually, that it was a boy. Yeah. And I had a hunch mm-hmm. during the pregnancy that was. I just kept saying him. Yeah. And we we had a, a boy name and a girl name, and the boy name is just what really, like, stuck out in my head. Yeah. So when he he came out and it was a him, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you could feel those little boy hormones in there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I did hear that that's part of maybe why I had as easy of a pregnancy mm. as I did. But again, there's a lot of like wives' tales around sure. what makes a good or bad pregnancy. Mm. So, 
we can kind of get into that on another episode. Yeah. Um, Dispelling some pregnancy myths. Yeah, actually. I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, you know, I, I read way too much stuff. I'm sure. At the beginning, and mm-hmm. I'm still reading way too much stuff now about baby development and yeah. what to feed them because now we're starting to eat food, which right. we'll save for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there were blogs on like, you know, the 10 worst parts of pregnancy that no one ever talks about. Mm-hmm. And I didn't experience any of them. Um, nice. And I think a lot of them, not all by any means, but a lot of them are a result of the way that people eat. Yeah. Really, hands no, down. No surprise there. So, and actually there's a few like fitness, other fitness, uh, I don't like to call them celebrities, but sure. fitness icons, mm-hmm. uh, big, big Instagram fitness ladies who have been pregnant Mm -hmm. this past year as well and watching them struggle with what they struggle with Mm. and think and then seeing how they're eating because they also share that and Mm -hmm. thinking "Hmm, that's actually why this is happening yeah yeah you can see some trends and uh it's interesting how uh, how something like that can kind of shape the difference uh shape the the direction of a trend rather too oh yeah is if you have a couple people who you know are teaching a lot of people about things and they all go through the same things and they're all struggling with the same things and you can you could end up spreading a lot of misinformation you could end up you know mm-hmm. wasting a lot of people's time just uh it's fascinating once once you kind of get into the mm-hmm. the meat and potatoes of it all yep yeah well one of them had talked a lot about her diastasis diastasis recti mm. so her her ab separation during mm-hmm. her pregnancy and basically was like oh it's gonna happen and there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. and i'm like well that's not true sure that's not true at all mm-hmm. by the way i only had one finger separation and it went back like within a couple weeks nice belly pumps people yeah belly pumps there it there is something you can do and it works mm. <laughs> but things like that yeah um you know, someone who has like you know five hundred thousand followers, and I'm now I'm now all these women are thinking like, oh, there's nothing you can do about that, and you yep. just have to deal with it, and mm-hmm. or get surgery and have them sew back together. And I'm thinking like, That's sure, so wrong. Yeah. Well, I I really I feel that I, I commented with a link to my podcast, <laughs> by the way. I feel like your philosophy of kind of preparing for it like an event and treating it like, you know, you had to simulate the same kind of situations you would be facing as you would anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, I mean, what a great approach to go into it, and it paid off. Yeah, yeah. big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't want to have another one soon, but I, I will at some point. But yeah. I, having all the information that I, I gathered for the first, I feel like it's, you know, I, I'm more prepared now yeah. than I was before. And obviously, it's going to be different mm-hmm. um, because everyone is different. But sure. um, having that information, I feel a little more confident in, in going about it. Mm-hmm. Or at least just going with it, whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you have a, a map now. Yeah. So you can attempt to navigate it yeah. the same way. <laughs> Lots of new navigating Yeah. these past six months, big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think all of those, you know, different experiences and sort of the, the different things I tried out, I'll probably do an episode for each, Mm. uh, 
just because it's it's a lot of information to share. Yeah. I would I would love to do an episode on the last trimester because that even though I, I skipped out on the last month, um, <laughs> there's still you know two months of the third trimester sure. that I did experience, and it was very different than the first and the second, mm-hmm. um, especially around food. And then we'll probably do one on postpartum nutrition, some of the experiments that I ran, some of the things I, I discovered, mm-hmm. and then training will be another because that was very different. Yeah. I, I had a, more struggles with that, mm. uh, mostly because of like sleep deprivation. Totally. <laughs> and time. And mm-hmm. then for anybody who follows me on Instagram knows I had a lot of issues with my hand some mm-hmm. repetitive stress issues from holding the baby mm. that uh, kept me from doing a lot of the things that I like to do. So we'll save all of those for their own episodes. And um, we have a lot of questions that have come in from you guys as well. So we'll be doing a Q&A soon mm-hmm. that Tony, hopefully you can join me on. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you guys have any other questions that have not been asked before or have been and you want to just make sure that it gets answered, um, feel free to either post it on the Facebook page. You can send one of us a message on, on our social media channels if you want, which remind people where you are. Uh, TSanji81. On Instagram. That's on Instagram, Twitter, same thing. Okay. Um, or you can send in a question to bodyio.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that. So we're probably going to wrap things up now before we go off on another tangent. Yes. But happy new year, everyone. And I'm excited to be back. Hopefully we have a lot of consistency with uh, episodes coming out and just being having a little bit more presence. Mm-hmm. A lot of content for 2018, hopefully. Yes. Mm-hmm. At least between the two of us. So. Yes. We got some stuff to share with you guys. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, for Tony, for coming in. Thanks, you, to Alex for having me. Absolutely, anytime. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Her Body. See you later. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance. <laughs> <laughs>